0: This week the obvious question is, must I choose between the present and the future? I'm Mike Tervisano and each week one of the hosts, Joe Bertalek, Bob Meyer, myself, asks a question that may seem to have an obvious answer on the surface, but once we get into it there's much more underneath. This week we explore if it is better to live life with a strong aspiration towards the future, trying to build something, achieve something, or leave a lasting legacy. Or if it is enough to simply be deeply connected to the present moment and the things around us. Past couple of weeks, I I read two books that um, I didn't know at the time when I bought them, but that would would offer answers to life life's big questions, but almost in opposite uh, directions. And I want to get your thoughts on it and and hear what you you have to think. The one book is Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning. And if you don't know that book, that book is about uh, his own experience in Auschwitz. He was a psychiatrist and he wrote this book shortly after uh, being liberated from the camp, I think, in 1946. And it talks about uh, what he found as the way he was able to survive or see others to survive in that camp. And it's a a very heavy book. It's a... It's a very impactful book. You should read it if you haven't read it. Uh, The other book was The Wisdom of Insecurity by Alan Watts. And it's all about sort of that uh, Zen Buddhist sort of uh, life is about, uh, is a a dance. And the purpose of a dance is to dance, not to quickly, you know, get to the end of the dance, but is to dance, to experience it, to be present, to be in the moment. So uh, in reading them. Viktor Frankl's book uh, has a very strong message of life is about having something to aspire to, that life is about having something to hold on to that's special, that gives it meaning. Right. And if you don't have that, he he noticed a lot of the people uh, were the ones that that gave up and um, and under those that incredible pressure. They would they would allow themselves to just give up and not survive. But the ones he said that seemed to survive or to do better among the horrible chances they had had something they were looking forward to, doing work uh, when when they eventually got out or seeing loved ones again, but something to aspire to. Versus the Alan Watts book, which is about being in the moment, being present, and being mindful. Mindful. I saw them as sort of conflicting, right? And and so I wanted to ask you guys, what is life all about? What is the meaning of life about? Is, it, is life about having something
1: to aspire to? Or is life about simply living? Ah, and I got to jump on this one, Mike, because I hear that. And I think to myself, wow, he just asked a question, but he set it up. So I have to choose one. Do I have to choose one? Or can I say they're not mutually exclusive? They're both. And I think somewhere in Zen or you know, some... You know some philosophy there's the idea that if you can see the both at the same time that's that's the better thing or the bigger thing so i mean the way you pose the question it's interesting because you you pose it as one or the other either or but I, I'm i'm listening to it i'm thinking why not both you know it's like can you see the up and the down at the same time well without up there is no down you know it's like that kind of thing so Without the present, there is no future. Without the future, there's no present. It's like it, it plays together, and I'm thinking to myself, wouldn't it be cool if I could merge the two of those and not have a conflict with it? In other words, not have that question in my mind. Is that possible? And you've thought a lot about it, obviously. I've read Viktor Frankl's book, and I know Alan Watts. I haven't read that particular book, but I, I, I sometimes get confused by that stuff too. And I, I know I've for years and years and years thought I have to live in the present. And I met a guy that says, no, no, everything happens in the future, and I went, what? you know, after years of experience of trying to move myself to the present moment to moment to moment, he said, no, no, everything happens in the future. He said it casually, like, you know, it's no big deal.
2: Yeah, Hmm. I would, I would have to agree with Joe that the first thing that came to mind is, you know, maybe you were at opposite ends of the bookstore. I haven't read either one of the books, both sound equally intriguing, but I, but I think that they, like Joe said, you both of them serve a purpose because it depends on where you're at in your life. Like I, I think of the Viktor Frankl book and, and you mentioned survival. Um, if you think about yourself and where you are, you know, let's say in your hierarchy of needs, if you're just trying to survive, things are different, right? You know, I can think of some down times in my life that I wasn't thinking of what my aspirations were. Or where's my future? Or, you know, some of it was a, about survival, you know, like how do I get through this day? You know? Um, and, and I know, there's lots of people that have an issue where something's happened. Where let's say you're, you know, you're being chased by somebody, or you're being bullied, or or whatever. You're in a bad situation. You're not thinking about the future, or or even in a dance because it's not a dance at that point. You're trying to survive. And then I, I think, you know, on the Alan Watts side, it's it's interesting. Um, you were talking about the wisdom and in insecurity. Uh, I don't think a person that's trying to survive is thinking about being insecure. Like oh my gosh, is this does this outfit look good on I me? And I know that's not what he's saying, but just that thought of insecurity, I don't think insecurity even comes into mind. Uh, but I like the idea of, of being in that moment and dancing, but I can't do that all the time because of this other thing called survival. So, So maybe in this weird kind of way, those two things do kind of like they intersect and they go together that... I need both of those in my life i need a little bit of the kick in the butt when it's like i just got to survive through today and we've all had those days no matter personal or in the work in the office environment you're just like how do i get through this and then you need that something to look forward to me you know for me it's that vacation right if i don't I, i i try to finish a vacation and plan a new one because for me that's downtime and it's like something that i enjoy and i look forward to if i don't have it it's like what am i doing and i know that's trivial that's the purpose of life is much bigger than that, but it is something to look forward to.
0: You know, to, to put it in real practical terms, because I, I we don't like to talk about academic stuff just for the sake of academic stuff. Right. And I don't mean this question to be academic. Mm-hmm. What I what I'm what I was thinking about when I read these books was. So what's my vision? What's my vision of life for the past couple of years? I've been, you know, I meditate every day and I I have this sort of open, big a uh, vision of life as something that I'm part of something bigger and that flows through me. And I'm, and I, and I feel best when I feel connected with all these things. Right. And I, and I strive for it. But the other book would say to me, yes, yeah, so what are you doing? I mean, what are you doing that's worthwhile? What are you doing? That's uh, you know, don't you have something you want to do? Don't you want, you know, a legacy or, you know, yeah. there's something, there's something, there's frankly a pressure to it you know? Yeah. And, and, and maybe, maybe I'm being freaking arrogant and, you know, to take Victor Frankl's holocaustic, you know, experience and advice from it and be like, well, now how do I apply that to my life? Well, you know, dude, you know, yeah. you're, you, <laughs> you didn't experience that thankfully. Right.
2: I have a third, an- answer, third you answer. On. You know, like I'm thinking I'm, I'm just coming off the tail of, of my daughter getting married. Right. And, and things like that, life moments, will make you think differently. And I think about all the joy I've had in my life and, and things that have happened. They all surround this word called love. So I present a third option that, you know, I don't know that that's, that that's really a present thing. I don't know that it's a future thing that I think about love. But that for me, that's the meaning of life. It, I can choose things like I want to accomplish this, I want to accomplish that. But when I have to boil it all down, I, I want to 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 love the people that are closest to me and I want them to love me. And that's all, that's all. I mean, it sounds kind of hippie-ish, kind of crazy, but that's, that's it for me. Uh, Cause the other stuff is just noise. I don't know. I, I think you get to the top of the mountain and then you realize oh, things were just fine at the bottom of the mountain. So I'm good with that love.
1: And I think, I think what you're saying about transcends everything. And I, I would agree with that. And I want to get back to the that hope thing that Mike was talking about earlier. You know, that there's that famous sign over the gates of hell, you know, I think it's Dante's, Dante's Inferno, where it says, abandon hope all ye who enter here. You know, one of the biggest concerns as a, as a younger person, as a child, was the idea of hell and the idea of eternal damnation, fire and brimstone, all that kind of stuff. And I thought, if there's no better example of abandoning hope, that's it. I mean, eternity is forever. It's not like a couple of years here or there but stretch it out forever, abandon hope all ye who enter. It's like, I think, Mike, that's what you're getting at a little bit is that idea that Viktor Frankl didn't abandon hope and and the rest of the people in the in the concentration camp, you know, some of them did. And that was the difference, that was the deciding factor. You know, there's a, a thing going on right now, I forget if it's a state thing or a federal thing, but they're talking about um, life imprisonment for younger persons, people that got, um, you know, a life sentence without a chance of parole um, that to me is a definition of abandoning hope. You're in prison for the rest of your life. You're going to be there. Nothing's going to change. That's the simple definition. And they're they're questioning whether that's unreasonable punishment, you know, for a young person or for any person actually to give them a a lifetime sentence. It's eternal in a sense of of your life. It's not eternal in the sense of time. But but that seems like abandoned hope. You know, for that situation, there's no hope. You're ever going to get out of here. So I think there's something to that. That as a culture or as a civilization, we're thinking now about unusual punishments for a crime. Where all they're doing is spending time in a in a cell, and you know, they get fed and exercise, play games, whatever. It doesn't seem like such a bad deal. But I think, to your point, Bob, that once once you take away the possibility of the thing, and I'd say something like love. If you had no hope of ever loving or being loved, yeah, If you put it in that context, I think you'd be you'd be different. I mean, you'd you'd, you'd feel it differently. So if I if I look at it from the perspective of Hope and Victor Frankel's point, and then play that back to the present. What does the present look like? Well, it looks like I have to just be a certain way or do a certain thing so that I can envision the hope part of it. In other words, I'm not so locked in. If I every day I had to, you know, break a rock and and break that same rock every day with a hammer or something like that, I think knowing that I could never get away from that, no matter how much time passed or whatever, would I think I'd be pretty hopeless, and I, I probably would. I may perish as a result of it.
2: <laughs> that's funny. Um, I, I think it's funny only because I think it's it's this human condition, right? like we have we have to be better we have, you know, but I think there are people that even that life sentence you described, you know, if you could you know do what Alan Watts is saying and and be in the moment, could you not be in that prison and be in that moment? It's not until you realize that you're in prison, you're in prison, right? I mean, the way you describe it, you know, three meals a day, you know, time in the yard, maybe lift some weights. Make some friends. I mean, it doesn't (laughs) sound that bad, you know what I mean? I don't have to worry about, I got this assignment due. I got to pay for a wedding, you know. (laughs) I mean, I'm not saying I want to go there, but I think you're only imprisoned when you're imprisoned in your mind. So it's like, I don't know. I I think all these things, Mike said the academic word, but I, I think we try to apply academics to all these things about, for each person, it's different about their purpose and their meaning in life. So, you know, if I throw out love, it might not resonate with you or might, but it means something to me, you know, and and, and I think in that moment when I die, that's what I'm going to think about. I'm going to think about, you know, my mom and when she passed away and the love that I had for her and think about when my kids were born and, and think about, you know, Brittany getting married and, and how emotional that was for me. Those are those are crazy things that, you know, transcend any kind of goal or legacy that I hope to have. And I don't understand it. I think it's the connection that I have with the people, and I think it's weird because even what we're talking about, it's like all this stuff about I want. This is what I want for me. It's all about me. It's like what about us? Us, you know? It's all singular goals, but I think there's something bigger out there that's about us, and that's where that love comes in. If we could all love each other in the world, what would that look like? Crazy, you know.
0: Mm.
1: Hmm. what do you think about that mike (laughs) what do you think about that i
0: I hear that and and it uh resonates with my with my you know the alan watts side of the tennis court right like the the connection the the thing Mm -hmm. about feeling connected to the people you know i that's around me and the ones that even don't and the planet around me and you know the stars and you know everything right like Mm -hmm. that it's that, that connection, that love, right? Uh, but but I I think back on somebody who was challenged, you know, someone who who faced the worst of the worst of humanity, and uh, there's no better e- experience than that to come away with something that probably is true, right? Mm-hmm. right that that he lived through that and was able to say, this is how, this is how I lived through it. And this is what, what life is about for me. This is what meaning is about. Right. And, and I can't help but want to put some thought on that and be like, ah, you know, there's something very powerful there.
2: But it's, it's interesting because I think of people, and I don't know if this is the case for Viktor Frankl, but where people play a role, like whether that's, being in a concentration camp or being a victim or doing something. I think about it in terms of, like, people that were, let's say, in the war and they fought the war and they come back and they try to, you know, I don't know, for some reason I'm drawn to the movie, like, The Deer Hunter, you know, that person that tries to come back into society and can't because they played a role and they're not sure how they got that role, but that was their purpose. And then for all the things that they've seen, like, I don't even know how you would come out of something like a prison system or a concentration camp and then be able to live a purposeful life after that because it's almost like you're indoctrinated that's the only thing that you know so how do you how do you have something I mean I know you're talking about having something to look forward to but could you even adapt to, to that thing after you got out mm. it's kind of like what if you've ever really craved something like and, and then you have it and you like let's say it's ice cream like I really want ice cream let's go get ice cream and you, you drive there and you get it you get in line you wait for an hour and you get it and you're like oh, you know, this wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> it's that expectation in your mind, even, you know, whatever that thing is in the future, like that vacation or whatever we're planning it. If you're not going to be in the moment, and that's the Alan Watts thing again, like if I can immerse myself in that, it's going to be great. And I go back to the wedding thing. Like I thought about that. Like I, my whole goal for Brittany's wedding was I want to be in the moment. I want I want to enjoy this thing. And it was almost like a movie to me because I could enjoy it and I was surprised because I didn't think I could. Because I remembered my own wedding and remembered it was a complete blur. I don't remember anything. Like people just passed me by. It was like I was on a subway platform. But for Britney's, I did. It was almost like I was like watching it from above and I was like super emotional about the whole thing. You know, that's life. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I just had an image, Bob. It's funny, and it's not about a wedding at all. It's like totally different. If I were in a place where I knew the outcome was going to be bad, in other words, go back to Viktor Frankl, you know, your example, Mike, I was in a, a camp like that, and and I saw a pattern, you know, work, 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 and then take me out in the yard and shoot me. You know, it's like work, 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 shoot me. And I watched that day and day, and I thought, I'm in the fifth day of work, and I get 10 days of work, then I'm going to get shot. I don't know how I would think at that point. I mean, I, 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 would I give up and just say, "Well, if I got five more days, and I might as well live them to the best"? That kind of Alan Watts look at it, or would I be looking forward, saying, "Wow, there's not much hope here. You know, I'm gonna somehow I've got to maintain a sense that maybe on the ninth day I'll be liberated or something." But I, I think when if I put it to real a real sense, like a real test for myself, I've not been in that situation. I've not been in a place where I've I've abandoned hope for whatever reason. But I've been in, in tough situations, like I'm sure you guys have, and we all have, where it was dark, you know, it was that moment of like, it seems like it's not gonna end, but you know it's going to. I mean, you, you know, I've got three more weeks of this, or I've got another, you know, today day to do this task, whatever. And once it's over, you know, I can celebrate and have this other life. But if everybody that got done with whatever that thing was disappeared or or got shot, you know, as an example, like in the in the concentration camps, I think it would be a different, I think I'm leaning towards what Mike's saying with Viktor Frankl is that it'd be really tough to to survive unless you had something out there, some hope in the future, you know, and maybe that's it. Maybe your example of love and the, the whole wedding um, situation, everything with yourself is maybe that is the present with the hope I'm sure of grandkids and, you know, a future with, with uh, you know, the family getting together at the holidays, and all that good stuff that pops in my head when I think about what I'd hoped for back then, you know, with, with each of my kids. Hmm.
0: Yeah, we're we're at the at the end here and it's funny for my final my final thought here I'm going to come all the way around to to your initial answer Joe which is funny because I I asked this question my wife last night uh, my wife and son and uh and my wife's answer was very much like like your answers both of your answers that uh why does it why do you have to choose why why does it have to be a choice and and I and I immediately, I'm like, well, you got to choose. These are like, you know, this is the life purpose of life. This is life's vision, right? You have to choose. But maybe not. Maybe, maybe in particular instances in, in life, life gives you this one strategy. And in other places, it gives you another one, right? That, that there, is, there is no choice in that whatever, whatever works in the moment is, is the right one.
2: Yeah, it's funny when you said that, Mike. You said something on a podcast not too long ago, or and I can't remember if we released it yet. But you said something about life defining you or you defining life, and and that's what I'm thinking about. Is like you got to make this thing your own. You're right. There's not at least for me. There's not two choices. There's multiple choices, and there could be a combination of choices. It could be a a mixed bag. Um, But you've got to make it your own. And even the people that you know, just amble through life and, and they don't know what their purpose is. At the end, when, you know, you're at their funeral, there, there is a purpose there. You know, so I don't think people should get down if like, well, I, I've got to write in my journal, you know, what my life's purpose is and then follow that to a T. It's like, no, I mean, I think there's a lot of people that accomplish things, but they don't spend the time thinking about what, what's my purpose here. Maybe your purpose could be as simple as I want to make people smile. You know, that's my purpose. I want to make them laugh. Keep it, mm-hmm.
1: keep it simple. That would be my advice. Yeah, I'm with you guys as well. And I, yeah, I'm yeah, i a little confused by the whole thing, but I, I think one of my, my failures in the way I approach things is that analyzing it too much, I lose the moment. So if I get too much into the, let's figure this out, I wind up not being in the place that I want to be. At the same time, if I don't give it a little bit of thought, then I'm not thinking about that future or that possibility that's coming up too. So I'm kind of between the both and uh, give it some more thought.